knowing yourself and loving yourself. That is the theme of this upcoming episode of Real Reading Talk. Stay tuned. Everyone and welcome to another episode of Real Reading Talk. I am your most gracious host, Miss Sasha. And with Real Reading Talk, I discuss the real systemic issues that are at the very core, the very foundation as to why there are low levels of literacy in the Black community and the ways in which we can combat these issues together. I want to say I welcome you if this is your first time listening. I hope that you gain a whole bunch of benefit from this show, and I hope you enjoy it all at the same time. And I thank you for tuning in. And for my old heads, all right, shout out to Ebony, hey, and all my people, my family, my sister LaDonna, uh, she listens as well. My sister Darnita, thank you for supporting me. Thank you for lending your ear. And again, like I said, um, I hope that all the things that I'm talking about, these are things that you are going to walk away with feeling more empowered, more inspired to be your best self and to understand that we are in a situation that is dire. Okay. And um, what do I mean by that? Well, as we know, when it's dire, it's serious. All right. As Black people, you know, our very uh, survival depends upon us, number one, making sure that we keep reading and education, that we keep it high on our value ladders. And for those of you who uh, are still trying to get there, you know, understand that this is something that we have to do consistently. This is something that we have to do unapologetically, all right? This is our history. This is where we come from. We come from a history of education, of reading, of listening to those stories from our grandparents and great-grandparents. Those of you who are in my age group, I'm 48. Those of you who are you know, especially in your 40s or, you know, uh, upper ages uh, or, you know, maybe a few years younger, I would say a lot of us can relate to having those conversations with our grandparents, uh, you know, having those interactions with the great grandparents. Those of you, uh, you know, I know got stories about going down south to stay with your family members and all of that. Uh, those are things that is a part of our number one, that is a part of literacy. Just to be clear, when you are listening to the stories, when you are engaging in those conversations, all right, cooking with your grandma, she got you shucking that corn, you know, you uh, snapping them peas, okay, you know, um, whatever it is that you're doing. Uh, with your family in which you are engaging in those types of uh, activities. Uh, that is not only literacy, but it's also preservation of your culture, all right? It's preservation of your family values, traditions, and lineage. All of those things have to do with literacy, all right? And, and this is interesting because I know a lot of times we relegate literacy, 
just to reading and writing. And of course, you know, we, we definitely, we want our children to be able to pick up any book, all right? You know, of course, you know, whatever age group they're in, you know, of course, you're not expecting a five-year-old to read, uh, you know, the biography about uh, Asada Shakur, right? You know, now some can. <laughs> Shout out to my brother, Marcus Klein of the Freedom Home Academy. Oh my gosh, man. You know, yeah, his son, he, his son, I'm quite sure probably could read autobiography of Malcolm X or Asada, um, but that's, but that's phenomenal. You know what I'm saying? And our kids can do whatever it is that we put in their, their, um, you know, in their path, right? You know, um, you know what I'm saying? But again, we don't want to, and we don't have to relegate literacy just to reading and writing. Okay. And now we're in this age where they talk about multiple or multi-literacy, okay? So literacy, for example, being financially literate, okay? Understanding, you know, what it means to become economically sufficient, you know, understanding different terms when it comes to finances, all right? You know, digital literacy, that's a big thing that we're hearing now, okay? Because as we know, our children are growing up with these, this, you know, this social media, you know, being, you know, dealing with this technology, um, you know, so our children, they don't know a time when there was not cell phones. A lot of us who are listening in our, in my age group, you all do. We remember a time there was no cell phones. Okay. You, you was doing something great. If you had call waiting, <laughs> you on the phone, beep, like, okay, hold on. Let me, let me click the phone. Right. Okay, but again, just to just to go back to to the point that I was saying in terms of just relegating literacy to reading and writing, we don't have to just put it in that particular box, okay? Because having going over, um, you know, like I said, cooking with your grandparents, you know, talking to them, you know, my grandmother, she used to have us because she was an activist, you know, Gloria Lee Rice. Oh my goodness. Um, she, uh, I miss her because her, her, her drive to get us, and this is where actually, just to give you a little bit of background on, on me a little more, that's where my foundation and my roots come from when it, when it comes to being proud of my blackness. All right. And having a, a, a an understanding of my place in society. And it's not just about me. Okay. She was trying to take me out of that selfish mindset and understand you have, it's bigger than you. You have to think about your community. What are you doing for the community? How are you bettering the community? And so she would have us uh, holding picket signs when it was time to protest. You know, I was a part of this, uh, the, the boycott that they had at Cleveland State University when we were boycotting, I believe Dr. Raymond Wimbush, he was the Vice President of Minority Affairs. Um, and he's actually a professor now, I believe, at Morgan State in Maryland. But I remember at 15 years old, going on 16, and being a part of, you know, excuse me, I said boycott, I'm sorry, uh, being a part of the sit-in, okay, that was there. And I'll never forget, she was trying to get me to, uh, you know, do it, pass out these flyers. And I remember I was like, this is when, you know, I started, you know, thinking more, you know, um, on my own, you know, and it wasn't just about, okay, taking orders, you know, I needed to know, okay, why was I doing this? 
And when she explained it, then I felt more compelled and I felt better to be involved in that, you know, but that was something I remember, right? That this is my grandma. This is my father's mother. All right. And so again, these are things, this is all a part of literacy. And so this is what we have to uh, make sure that we are teaching our children and that we are preserving that. All right. We're preserving that, having that culture. If you have memories of going down South, I know uh, some of you who are listening, you remember those times when you went down South every summer, you know, stay with your grandparents. You went to Georgia, you went to Alabama, Mississippi, went to the Delta, all of that, you know, all of that, again, that is a part of you preserving your culture. When you were, you know, helping out your, your, your grandfather, you know, maybe he was, you know, help teaching you how to build things. You know, he was showing you how, okay, this is what men do. You know, they lead their families. They are making sure they take care of the different things for the household. All of that right there, that is a part of learning. That is the education that our people, when I say our people, I'm talking about black people first. All right. These are the things in which we have to make sure we are sharing with our children. Because I'm telling y'all now, just like it's so tripped out, right? I was um, looking through a couple of reading workbooks, all right? And I'll uh, just show you. And these are like, one is like from 2007, one is like 2010, okay? And the one book says, read and understand with leveled texts, okay? So, you know, we, we got all the, the jargon, all of the things that we have to know, you know, y'all educators out there, y'all know y'all, the, the reading specialists, all the things that you're taught that you had to learn to be able to teach this reading, right? And so, yes, level text and, you know, they have to understand the theme and, you know, they have to understand, you know, the, uh, all, all the words, right? You know what I'm saying? That they come up with, okay? But then when you look at the text that they choose, you know, that's been chosen, to read, it's like majority of them have to do with um, animals and insects, okay? A lot of these books, they will just inundate these workbooks or these, you know, these books that our children have in the schools. It's about some dang on animals or insects. Now, granted, again, yes, there's nothing wrong with our children learning about animals. Of course they should. You know what I'm saying? Yes. You know, they should learn about animals. They should learn about any and everything that they can put their hands on. Right. But that's not the only subject that can be talked about in the workbooks. And, and we have to understand that if we are, you know, we, we're in a society, right. That loves to say, you know, our underserved and underrepresented. And, you know, we got to make sure that we get these, you know, uh, black children in particular, we got to get them, you know, at the reading levels that they should be there so far behind and blah, 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 all of this stuff, right? And then they'll tell you about how, yes, we have to have more culturally relevant texts and all of these readings and all of that. But then when you still look at these books, they will still be majority about, like I just told y'all, animals, insects. And then when they do talk about people, they still are going to talk about mainly people like Amelia Earhart. A lot of y'all already know. Y'all done, done seen it. Y'all done seen the doggone write-ups already. Uh, the Orville brothers, Wilbur, excuse, I said the Orville brothers, the Wright brothers. <laughs> it's Wilbur and Orville Wright. Excuse me. You know what I'm saying? I got to get it right. Okay. 
But anyway, but yeah, so these are the people that they will teach our children about constantly. Okay, then they'll say, then, then, and, or Charles Lindbergh. Okay. I mean, literally, these are the same names in this workbook that I'm reading from. This one is from 2007. But I'm quite sure y'all folks right now, just go look, check out your, your child's fourth grade uh, reading book or history book or something like that. Those are the people they're going to talk about. Now, they'll put in there George Washington Carver. You know, you know they're going to put our brother, you know what I'm saying, by the way, who was a phenomenal, a phenomenal scientist. All right. That's who, uh, what's his name? Henry Ford was, was basically using his methodology. That's how he started out with the, the Ford plant. He learned that, that concept, that method from George Washington Carver. Okay. Let's be clear. So it's not about trying to dismiss or belittle people like George Washington Carver, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. or Rosa Parks. You know, of course not. You know what I'm saying? These are our heroes. All right, these are the people that comes from our community, all the stuff that I talked about in terms of preservation of culture and lineage and making sure we're engaging in these conversations and listening to our, our elders and all of that. Those people I mentioned, they came from that. All right, so, so let's be clear. But again, you know, that's why with this podcast, I'm always linking, linking reading to empowerment to freedom. Why? Because when our children go outside and they see broken glass everywhere, trash, they see folks walking up and down the street looking like they are just lost, okay? You know, or, you know, we're experiencing even in our community when it comes to children that are missing a lot from our communities, you know, that's underreported, all right? And we have our people in our communities who are dealing with, you know, uh, mental illnesses and a lot of that stuff, Dr. Frances Cress Wells, and she'll tell you, you know, who's passed on. She definitely has linked a lot of that mental illness due to racism and white supremacy. But just, you know, I just want to put that in there, but to stay on track with what I was saying in terms of why I link reading to freedom, reading to economic sufficiency, self-sufficiency, you know, us empowering our communities, us building our communities and protecting our communities. These are the things in which we must inculcate in our children unapologetically. We have to, because these people have you thinking that, oh, okay, yeah, see, they can read this text about, you know, spiders or hippopotamuses, or, you know, and they throw in there Charles Lindbergh real quick, Amelia Earhart, you know, got to make sure the women are represented. Oh, we will put Sojourner Truth, you know what I'm saying? She'll be in there, you know, but they won't uh, relate the fact that, hey, look, whatever it is that we are reading, that we are learning, how is it going to help our situation? How is it going to help take us to a situation in which we don't have to worry about anybody from the outside? And when I say outside, I'm talking about the, the, the racists, okay? Those racist white folks who come on in and they basically extract and take from our communities. All right. That's exactly what they do. They extract and take from our communities. They talk about how bad it is. They talk about how we ain't got nothing, but some dang on strange reason, they always find themselves in our communities. They want our children. All right. They want our children. For example, if they, they see, you know, how you'll have, you know, we want little, little, um, you know, uh, 
Trevon or, you know what I'm saying, Keyshawn to be this phenomenal basketball player or football player. Well, guess what? Then white folks with their vultures, and I'm talking about, of course, those who have ill intent, they are waiting for Keyshawn, all right? They're waiting for that Trayvon, all right? They're waiting for them to get to that point to where they are just, their skills is just phenomenal. Ask LeBron, <laughs> okay? They just waiting, you know, doing the, the, the hand, you know, the hand rubs, licking the chops. Mm, yes. Oh, wow. Man, I, I, I saw that dunk. Oh, man. That crossover, that layup. Oh, man. You know, and then, and, then, and then they really want that Black boy who doesn't have that father in the home. They like, bingo. All right, unmarried mom, you know, got this boy who has this, this great talent and gift. Well, hey, he can take you far, right? He can take you places you've never been. You like this car? Well, how, how, how does this, how these, how these shoes look? You know, so they got the eyes all beaming, you know, starry-eyed, right? This is what they do. Extraction, okay? Yes, it's, it's a beautiful thing when our children they display a phenomenal talent. Yes, having athletic ability is a brilliant uh, gift to have. You know, however, we don't want to put our children in that position to where that's the only way they see themselves, quote unquote, out of the hood. Number one, we want to teach them that whatever community that we live in, what makes a community thrive, what makes a community uh, at a place to where you know, everybody is winning. Even if you got somebody struggling, it doesn't matter because guess what? We gonna help you. We got you because we gonna help you help yourself. We're not gonna keep you in a position of where you are just always dependent upon, you know, some uh, type of food card, right? Or some type of government assistance. And trust and believe, you know what I'm saying? Sidebar, just be clear. All of this stuff is owed to us, okay? We're owed reparations. Just be clear, okay? So, but with that being said, you know, again, we still, as Black folks, we don't ever want to have that dependent mindset. We want to have a mindset of, we can do this ourselves. That's what O.W. Gurley had, the one who was the foundation of how Black Wall Street was created. That's the mindset. They're like, okay, you know, so we know y'all then took from us and continuously take from us and oppress us and all of that. But we gonna do this ourselves in spite of what you're doing. We still gonna make it happen because that's what we do. That's the resilience. That's a part of us. That's that grit. You know how they, you know, you look at them TED Talks and people want to talk, yes, our kids need grit. And yeah, they need to have that strength and understand that when there's opposition and adversity, they can always push through. Yeah, no, we wrote the definition of grit. Yeah, Black people. That's what we did. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you you talking about what? To my, what? Descendants of who? Of enslaved ancestors who was on, in the holes of them decrepit, devilish, demonic ships and all of the, the things that our, and before the ships, 
before the ships, the slave castles, the walk to the castles, then staying there for a couple of months, having to wait for that ship to come back and get more of our people. Yeah, yeah, we, we, we know a little something about pushing through. Okay, we know a little something about perseverance. All right. And so again, these are the things in which we have to make sure that our children know about. Because when they understand that, and when they learn about this, this different, uh, this, this part of history, when they learn about the different people who started the Black Wall Streets, Rosewoods, who invented this, who did that, who defended Nat Turner, okay? Uh, you know, these are, the, these are the people and these are the events that we have to make sure that we are teaching our children about unapologetically. Because these folks, they'll have you, again, like I said, Oh yeah, um, we'll talk about cranes and 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 magnets and and uh, yeah, uh, we'll talk about Amelia Earhart. Oh yeah, and, and the the Wright brothers, you know, and you know Charles Lindbergh gliders and kites, great stuff. No, no problem, you know. But you're not gonna again. You're not gonna teach our children um, about the uh, about Matt Turner's rebellion. And about how he uh, basically made the plan, got a plan together to say, you know what, I'm going to stop this ish. As long as I live, I am going to fight against this sick, demonic, twisted, ugly system called slavery. And I'm going to do anything I can to make sure that it does not happen on my watch. And that's exactly what he did. And yes, it does not matter. We know he got killed. Because that'd be the thing too, Black people. You got to understand something. Listen, when you are fighting against a system that literally has been built on your oppression, when you're fighting against a system that literally thrives on extraction and on sucking the very life and soul out of you, Trust and believe it's going to be major pushback. Trust and believe they have the intent to annihilate you, to rid you, okay? That is what they are going to do. They're going to push back. That's just like a bully. When you tell your child to stand up against that bully, your child, you, you, you basically, you told your child to go through the steps. Hey, look, you know what I'm saying? That person, you know, yeah, they telling you that so-and-so about them, you did everything you can to try to, you know, um, deal with the situation. But guess what? There's going to come a time when you're going to have to teach your child to bust that bully dead smack in the face. Period. And those are the things in which in these school systems, they do not want our children to think like, because they always want us to believe that, okay, you all just be calm, be chill, you know, um, never hit back, because if you do, you're just as wrong. No, you're not. No, you're not, because their kids aren't being taught that. Their kids are being taught to defend, even even if, say, hypothetically, you have in situations where you have that kid, you know, that white kid or whatever who got bullied or whatever the case, you hear this story, it doesn't, it doesn't matter in the sense that number one, 
they still have a system that protects them regardless overall. And the thing is, is that when it comes to our black children, they are always going to be bullied, whether it's from that child or whether it's from a system that's always trying to oppress and subjugate and make them feel like that they are just a little blimp in white world, period. And that's the trick. And that's why we have to be adamant of making sure that we are pushing back against that. And that's why as we build, we have to protect. As we build, we have to protect. We gotta have that mindset. We cannot be afraid to protect and defend because the only thing that a lot of times that we deal with in the black community, we know that we have to defend ourselves against the, the, the system. But what we wind up doing is we'll take a lot of our anger and our frustration out on each other because that's the whole trick of white supremacy. They want us to turn on each other. They're like, yeah, let them ends, let them turn on each other. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let them blame each other. Cause that's what, that's what happens. We start blaming, looking at you ain't doing this and you ain't doing that and see you do this and not. And it's like, no, 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 no. That's the trick and why they in the back, you know how somebody create confusion and then they'll watch you argue and they just sitting back there like, I got them to fight. That's, that's what they do. That's exactly what, we, what they do. And that's why if we're not getting to the core, just like I start off when I start off my podcast every time, getting to the core issues of why there are low levels of literacy in the black community. The core issues where it comes from is the false notion of white supremacy. The whole notion of black people cannot read, they cannot learn, even though they came from societies that were, you talk about civilized, you're talking about phenomenal. The whole idea of Wakanda, Wakanda came from the, the aspect of, our African civilizations. Wakanda isn't something that just came out of the clear blue. All right. That came from, they, they understood, you know, Ryan, uh, whoever, Ryan Coogler, director, and the folks who helped write the movie, they understand where Wakanda came from. They, it was some history being done. They know that, yeah, we, we come from beautiful African civilizations. All right, beautiful African civilizations. And yes, was, was everybody, you know, was, was it, you know, issues in, on the continent? Yeah, of course it was issues on the continent of Africa, okay? You talking about different tribes, different beliefs, of course, we know that. But again, like I said, we have to make sure that we are educating our children about their history, about our history. And this is everybody's history, period. This is everybody's history. And so we have to make sure that we are being unapologetic about teaching our children. And I'm gonna leave you with these three things. I said it actually on, um, I did a TikTok video on it, real short, brief, a minute, I think it was a minute and five seconds. Three things in which we have to make sure that we are packing in our children's bags making sure that it's a part of their heart and their brain when they are entering into these school systems that has been built on oppressing them. Number one, confidence. Making sure that they have confidence and belief that they can do anything they put their minds to, period. They have to understand that. 
You got to make sure that you're building that in them. And as you're building it in them, you're actually helping to build it in within yourself and reminding yourself. Because quite frankly, as adults, you have a lot of adults who don't believe they can do anything they put their minds to. I have to remind myself, get rid of the self-doubt. When I come, come up against some adversity or opposition, I have to remind myself, like, wait a minute, I get my strength from the all-powerful. Like, please, there's nothing that a law, God, cannot do, period. And that's the one that I go to. And that's what we have to, and, and as Black folks, you know, we, we some believing folks, okay? <laughs> we know about putting God first, okay? So understand that the confidence has to be there. All right, number two, knowing who you are. Again, this is why I got this particular workbook right here. All right, Kamali Academy, African-Centered Grammar workbook for middle grades all right this this workbook right here talking about grammar you know sentence structure all of those different things but guess what using black history okay like i'll just give you an example and and, and you know using like say if they're writing a sentence they're going to use you know an african person or a black person you know as being the subject of the sentence or talking about different things in black history uh so let's see here is one. Oh, right here. El Haj Malik El Shabazz was born Malcolm Little. Okay. And this is, this is the lesson that's on statements and questions. All right. So that's just an example. Here's another one. Um, let's see. Earl Little, his father followed Marcus Garvey. All right. A lot of our children don't know who Earl Little was or even Marcus Garvey. And Marcus Garvey, we heard more of his name before Earl Little. Earl Little was the father to Malcolm X, okay? But our children should know that. That's information they should know. But the other workbook that I talk, that I showed y'all, our kids don't know about the Wright brothers and Amelia Earhart and Charles Lindbergh. You see the difference? That's why they have to know who they are. I just gave you an example right there, prime right there. This is what they do. This is the intent. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, but they'll have you believe that, okay, well, they, they just got to get this and you know what I'm saying? And they'll get that diploma and then they can learn about that other stuff later. No, no, it don't work like that in the system of white supremacy, boo. It don't work like that. That's why they indoctrinate early as possible. They talk to our children about Greek mythology as early as possible because they like making up ish to make it seem like they on top. They're big on that. Period. We don't have to make up stuff. We literally, it's documented about the phenomenal things that people of African descent have done. It's already documented. We just got to get the knowledge. That's why I said first, you got to have the confidence. You got to have the belief that you can do, that you can uh, put your, uh, do anything, build anything, anything you put your mind to and you have to have the knowledge of it. You have to learn about it. You have to find out who's done it before. And then last but certainly not least, and really that is like the foundation what I'm about to say right now is loving yourself. I mean, you teach the love when your baby is in the womb. How are you teaching that child that you love that child by what you're putting inside of your body, what you're listening to, all right? Making sure that you are protecting that child from any type of harm, you and that father, all right? 
talking softly to the baby, all of that, you know, soothing sounds. And then when the baby is born, then you just, you know, on and on in that baby, you just loving that baby up right there. You showing that baby that that baby is valued. That baby is worthy of being here. Because remember in this false notion of white supremacy, they want to erase our existence. And you got to understand that. Because see, if you don't understand it, if you don't understand, if you don't know what white supremacy is or how it works, then anything, anything else that you think you understand will only confuse you. Then that's when we'll still have these little goofy videos of folks. I don't understand. I mean, he did the right thing. He put his hands on the wheel. You know, he told the officer he was going to get his license out of his pocket or out of his wallet, you know, or he was about to get his registration. I don't understand why they shot him. And we'd be crying and, and, and be so upset and, you know, and just looking like bewildered and, and perplexed and confused and like, I don't get it. And, and just like, and that's why I'm saying what I'm saying now, so you all can understand you know, if you don't understand what the system of white supremacy, what it is and how it works, everything else you think you understand will only confuse you. Get out of your state of confusion. Fight back against that. Be unapologetic about it. Don't start saying things like, you know, me being pro-Black is not anti-white. Quit always defending you talking about how Black people need to be empowered. Stop doing that. We don't have to say that. If you a white person and you listening to this podcast, you know, if you ain't on some John Brown type stuff, like how John Brown was, John Brown, look him up, that white man who fought back against slavery. He, in fact, he told the other enslaved uh, brothers and sisters to take up arms and kill the masters. Yes, that was him. Uh-huh, John Brown. If you a white person and you ain't on that, then I question you in terms of how do you feel about us being our existence? Because you should be just as mad as we are about a system of oppression. You should be just as mad if you a down white person, for real, period. So on that note, um, I hope that you all again, hope you all enjoyed, gained benefit, and I hope that you walk away from this podcast in, inspired, empowered, ready to go out and just, you know, educate our children in, in, on a level that is just going to make them believe that they can do anything that they put their minds to, whether you have children or whether you don't. You still have a responsibility to our babies, period. All right, y'all. I am finished with this episode. <laughs> what a way to end, right? I am finished. <laughs> all right, y'all. I appreciate you all listening and make sure that you share uh, this episode. You know, sharing is caring. Get more people to listen to real reading talk uh, because this is what we got to do, y'all. You know, when we are when we are saying that things are benefiting, we're saying, oh man, this is you know, this sister putting it down or this brother, man, he, you know, he's, you know, conscious and all of that. Don't forget, share the link with people so they can hear for themselves. All right. All right, you all, 
you all make sure that you take care and please remember to keep reading for at least 30 minutes a day in your daily routine. I am Ms. Sasha, and this has been Real Reading Talk. Peace. All right, y'all. Yes, indeed. That right there, I really, I had to uh, release all of that. And of course, those of you who have been uh, rocking, rocking with me and y'all know the style of my podcast, you know, I have no problem with going in on what it is uh, that we have to address within our community. And of course, I made sure I talked about where all of this stuff began in terms of the low levels of literacy, in terms of the issues that we have in our Black community, and that foundation is the false notion of white supremacy. So with all that being said, I hope you all uh, had your notebooks, your pens, and I just hope that you were getting a lot of encouragement and, and being inspired, especially in the beginning of this school year. Uh, you know, we got to make sure that our children have the foundation that they need to believe that they can do anything they put their minds to and that they understand that it's okay to learn about folks that look like them. It's all right. All right. That's that's education. You know, folks are trying to make you feel like, well, black history and learning about Malcolm X and, you know, learning about you know, uh, Sada Shakur, you know, that's, you, you can learn about that later on. You notice that what's tripped out, our children really, they won't learn a lot about uh, African-American history or African history really until the upper grades. And that's done on purpose. When they start learning, after they learn to read and then they're reading to learn, that's when they get inundated with George Washington and Thomas Jefferson and all of those folks. All right, so just be clear. And now Dr. Uh, Kaba, Hiawatha Kamani, I remember him addressing that in one of his podcasts. Um, is, uh, so that's what we have to understand. You know, we got to make sure we're giving them the foundation. All right. I'm about to start doing a whole nother podcast. This is the outro. All right. And let me do some housekeeping as well. So, yes, I am a pre-K through fourth grade reading tutor. I'm also a certified dyslexia tutor. All right. So if your child is struggling in the basic foundations of reading, uh, whether it comes to grammar, uh, when it comes to spelling, when it comes to uh, comprehension, uh, those types of things, please make sure that you reach out to me. Go to my website, abclearntutoring.com. Click on that free reading assessment today. And I'm also the founder and executive director of ABC Read. ABC Read is a nonprofit 501c3 tax deductible organization. And our mission is to develop and nurture a culture of literacy in Black and underserved communities, y'all. And we've been doing this since 2014, all right? Giving away books that primarily represents Black people, cultural experiences from here in America and across the globe, okay? New or gently used books is the focus. Now, no rinky dink raggedy stuff that people just discard and or whatever i'm talking about we want new or gently used all right we also have reading events as well and uh we also give away healthy foods as well so if you want to support what we're doing please go to our website abcread.org click on that donate button today 
or our cash app, dollar sign ABC Read. All right. And I wanted to, and also uh, my YouTube channel, Reading is Freedom. Make sure you subscribe to that channel. There is a multitude, a plethora of read alouds that I've done, my children have done, uh, have some other students on there who have read as well. So make sure that you go on there, like, subscribe, and share. All right. And the book that I've been reading, uh, one of the books that I've been reading is called uh, Bad Statistics, and that's by Dr. Ivory Tolson. All right. Uh, that book is good. He breaks down. He's been breaking down in terms of a lot of these statistics that are touted about how, you know, black people are, you know, uh, the most incarcerated or black people are the ones who, you know, we can't, you know, we're not reading. He talks about that as well. You know what I'm saying? But he goes into how a lot of these statistics are uh, put out there in the forefront uh, to make it seem as though our situation is so dismal. But in fact, they're not really reporting the statistics in an accurate way as well. So that, so I definitely, I was like, yeah, I'm really, really feeling that book. So I'll enlighten you more after I get finished with that book or as, as I go along with reading that book. And I would like to uh, finish the pod, my outro, outro with a quote. <laughs> and um, the quote that's coming off the top of my head is, and I believe I said this uh quote before and um, I just you know I love Marcus Garvey I love quoting from him he has many quotes all right but again with confidence you have won before you have started all right so that right there I just want to drive that home next time I will have another quote I know I gave that quote before but hey I want to give it again all right so all right y'all I hope you all enjoyed this episode of Real Reading Talk. I believe this was episode 35. Sorry, I don't have the accurate number in front of me. But again, make sure that you share, like, give me some great reviews and all of that good stuff. All right, you all take care and please remember to inculcate 30 minutes of reading into your day. Thank you for listening.